You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 46. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, Star Coaches. Welcome to today's show. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, executive and mentor coach and coach educator and mom of two boys. So I have learned a big lesson this past week, and it was sort of repeated from a lesson I learned a few years ago. We just moved my 19-year-old back into college for his second year. Now, this year, he doesn't have to be in the dormitory, so he chose to be in a house, and the house is owned by one of his friend's parents, and it's in walking distance to the campus. He's excited to be off campus and in a house with two other friends, and we saw the house for the first time on Saturday when we packed up the car with things top to bottom and headed out to Lubbock to to move him into his new lodgings. When we arrived, to say that everything was in chaos is probably putting it mildly. The room was destroyed. The house was undergoing renovation. There was dust everywhere. There were things all over his room that didn't belong to him. It was Oh my goodness, it was a disaster area. And there in the living room was all the bathroom stuff because they're remodeling the bathroom. Everything was in a state of chaos. That's the eyes that I saw it through as a parent. I was beside myself. My husband was beside himself. However, our son continued to be just very excited about the possibility. He was a little upset that the windows in this very old house have been painted shut so he couldn't get his windows open. But other than that, he seemed to be just positive about the whole experience. So we spent two days moving him in instead of one as planned because there was a lot of cleaning that needed to be done. But ultimately, it once again sort of showed me how much the lens that we look through things impacts the way that we interpret things. So his father and I were sort of looking through that lens of, oh my gosh, why is this stuff just being done now? Why wasn't it done over the summer when there were no, no when there was nobody here? How are we supposed to move in when there's all this stuff everywhere that's that's getting in the way? But we made it happen and his he was smiling from ear to ear when we left despite the fact that there was still much renovation going on in the main bathroom of the house. I think that that's one of the things that we as coaches can do for our clients is to help them determine what the lens is that they're looking through. Now, was the lens that my husband and I were looking, was that an illogical or a, a you know, a lens that that wasn't true. Well, no, it was true. And the other parents might have been feeling much the same way. I do remember three years ago when we moved my older son into his apartment off campus, there was several things that weren't done in the apartment that actually made it a little bit easier because that was like an apartment. And I was able to kind of talk to the, 
people at the apartment. But regardless, he was once again kind of focused on the excitement of living off campus with friends and and being able to complete his college off campus. So consistently, even though the lens that we're looking through isn't necessarily a broken lens, and sometimes the lens we're looking through might be not working in our favor, ultimately, we have choices. And the choices that we have impact how we move forward and how we look at a situation, even if a situation isn't necessarily coming out exactly the way that we would like for it to come out. And it was a good reminder for me. And and we made a huge effort to be very positive and focused and not allow what we were thinking and feeling to influence the way that our son was feeling about his excitement of the new year and and getting back into the school year and being able to be in this living situation that he was so excited about. Our guest today is a coach who focuses on some of these very elements of being able to make choices about the way that we respond to events. Christine Conway is joining the show today to share several different things. Our show is kind of focusing on her journey into coaching, because I think each of us takes a journey from a different place into coaching and can learn from one another. How she has taken what she's learned and built a tool a book that we can use with our clients to help strengthen the lens that they look through things and make some choices about the lens that they look through things, look at things through. And then also, Christine's going to talk about a new podcast that she has coming up at the end of this month, August, about helping people better understand what coaching is all about. And I think that that's going to be interesting to all of us who one time or another need to describe to people who haven't heard about executive coaching or life coaching or relationship coaching, what exactly that is. So I think you'll be really interested to hear about Christine's upcoming podcast behind the coach's door, which is why today we're taking a peek behind that coach's door. And then I asked Christine to share with us some of her choices that she's made in marketing her business. As coaches, many times we very much enjoy the elements of coaching and being with our clients and not everyone enjoys the prospect of marketing. And there's lots of different ways to go out there and market. So I asked Christine to share some of her choices as she tends to do that pretty creatively. I hope you enjoy our visit with Christine Conway. Enjoy her energy and her focus as she shares a peek behind the coach's door. Hello, Christine. Welcome to the Star Coach Show. Hi, Meg. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to have you. Christine is one of those people whose energy just rolls off of her. And when you spend time around Christine, you feel truly blessed because Aww. it's just, it's, it's a wonderful experience. I want to start with getting an understanding from you about what brought you into coaching to begin with, because I know that we all come from different backgrounds. So what brought you into the field of coaching? You know, it was an accident. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. (laughs) 
<laughs> so I was working for an organization and I was bored and I asked if I could do this really strange coaching program called Corporate Coach You. And I was able to do that. And it, it was a life-changing type of event for me. You know, I will jokingly say that before that coaching curriculum, I could sit down with you and, and solve your problems for you just really quickly and tell you how you are living your life well or not. <laughs> and then through that program, I realized that the person sitting across the table from me really had all the answers and had all the value. And once I started operating that way as a professional and not even as a professional coach, I saw dramatic changes in the level of income, the <laughs> the way that I was received. I mean, my movement up the organization. And so I started doing like most coaches do. I started doing assessments in, internally, really built my skills from there. But yeah, the way back 2002 was when I finished my first round of coach training and then did not get my certification because I did not track my hours, which I oh. will tell people all the time, track your hours. So this is a lesson learned. Track this, your hours, pay attention to what you've done, be given credit for the things that you've done. Yes. Something else before you go on to, because I know you did another coach certification training, but something you said that I really want to highlight is that when you adopted the concept of coaching and inquiry and allowing people to get there themselves, you were an internal coach at the time, yet Mm -hmm. it was recognized within the organization. That influenced your rise in the organization. It influenced the way that you were recognized and mm-hmm. your success within the organization. And I think that that is a really powerful thing that needed to be sort of highlighted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because I am a big fan and advocate of coaching and especially for those leaders who just, you know, they, they need another tool in their tool belt. And this is kind of a way of living. Yeah. <laughs> So you you kicked yourself for not logging everything and decided to do additional training. I did. So many years passed and I found UTD. You know, I was sitting there, I was trying to get my master's, couldn't find something, single mom, working about 50 to 60 hours a week, lived in Arlington, worked in Dallas, daughter, she was probably in middle school or maybe the very end of elementary and just didn't know how I was going to do it. And then I got this email from UTD. And it was a coaching certificate program plus a master's. And it was kind of like a godsend. And it was all online. And so I was able to do that. And that's where I met you. It is. It is. Absolutely. And I do want to just say, for those of you who are not familiar with the program, even though it's all online, it's all live online. So it's not that you're not connecting with other people and and seeing your instructor and things like that. Absolutely. And and we're blessed that you were. So what what happened since? You started this as an internal Mm -hmm. corporate person and have since done what? Well, since I left corporate, I have created my own business, which is called Effective Focus. And it's all about the bottom line. It's getting people to focus on, as you know, as more effectively so that they can get more done. And I'm going on my third tax return right now. So I'm very excited about that. That's kind of how I track, you know, (laughs) because time goes by so fast. But so yeah, so it's been my third season, if you will. And I've done internal 
program design for organizations. I'm working with a large organization right now designing a coaching program that is pending ICF uh, accreditation. So we're very excited about that. That's really exciting. (laughs) Yeah. And then I work a lot with uh, executives on helping them get out their own lane, helping them, you know, bridge the chasm between knowing and doing. And I do about 90% of my work on the phone. Absolutely love what I do. And, you know, I've been adding things. I just wrote a book. And which... let's, let's talk about that book because by writing a book, you took sort of the knowledge that you've gained and the work that you've done with people and, and you put it into a useful tool. So your book, Obligated No More. Tell us a little bit about the premise of your book. So the premise of my book is to help individuals get out of that obligation feeling of that they have to do things for other people. And I think, you know, the book is very gender neutral, but women tend to do this overkill. We exceed at having guilt drive our decisions. And so this book uh is divided into different scenarios. For instance, there's a chapter called Perfection Poison, and it talks about the what you know, trying to do everything in a perfected manner, how that really drives people crazy. And it doesn't help you out very much at all. And then it goes through some exercises on how you can really reveal that more so that you can do something about it and some practices that you can put to work and then move on and, and, and stop that because you are driving people crazy. So it's a book that people could use sort of as a self-help tool. And then you also mentioned that it's a tool that coaches might be able to use. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Absolutely. So as coaches, we, we often have field assignments for our clients so they could get in the weeds and work really hard on on areas that are blocking them. And this book has the exercises that can be assigned to your clients. So you'll have, you know, if someone's working on perfectionism or someone's working on the fact that, you know, there's they don't feel like there's enough in the world for everybody and they've got to grab what they can. This book can really help facilitate those conversations and be used as a as a, another resource for coaches. Okay, so coaches might get the book or have their client get the book and then say, you know, let's work on this exercise to increase your awareness about how you're getting in your own way about this particular thing. Exactly. And- It gives a very solid, now certainly, as always, we want our clients to either own that that's a helpful assignment for them or tweak it or deny it, but (laughs) it gives a particular option to open up possibilities because sometimes coming up with field work, our clients might be stuck in Mm -hmm. what exactly will help move them to that next piece. And it's it's a resource for both your client and the coach to give some solid movement or something to experiment with between sessions. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's a new process for you. The the Obligated No More just came out. So congratulations. It's a brand new release. And what was that process like for you putting together your knowledge and putting together Um, exercises that you felt would bring value to the community? It was very therapeutic. (laughs) Being able to put down what I have done with clients for a very long time, condense that you know, to 90 pages and be able to have something tangible 
that I can I can hand to someone and and say you know let's work through this or the person who you know the person who d- doesn't even think that they need coaching or maybe they their coaching is out of reach for them they believe they can pick this up so the whole process of writing it was very I want to say enlightening mm-hmm. um, it was energetic and I I felt such at peace doing it. It just kind of, it just really fell together. And I think that's what things do when you, when you're loving what you do, right? Right. When it's sort of what's supposed to be and what, what you really want to bring forth. Exactly. Exactly. And so how does it feel now to hold it in your hand after all that work? Oh, it feels awesome. It really does. It feels, and you know, I I will tell you, it's a little surreal when I was going onto Amazon and I would, you know, do a search and there it was. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like I'm going to Amazon and my book is popping up. That's really, that's really neat. Yeah, it's very cool. So I recommend, I do, I recommend the process of writing a book to anyone who has a message that gets, you want to get out there. And all of us have a message. We just, we just have to kind of figure out how to get it out there. So I do recommend that process highly. Absolutely. And it's a great way to market yourself as well in that this is sharing your wisdom in a very tangible way. And another way that you have recently decided to kind of get out there and educate the world about coaching is yes. that you also have a podcast yes. starting in the next couple of weeks. So yes. tell us a little bit about the premise of your podcast. So my podcast was born out of the need for to help people understand what really coaching is really about. I mean, there's so many flavors out there and there's so many different experiences. And, you know, even today we still get, you know, for our sports, a coach, what are you talking about? Exactly. <laughs> and then, so I've created this and I've, I've got this wonderful client who has agreed to let me share snippets, his coaching experience. And I'm actually interviewing him about our sessions and kind of his process that he's working through. And he's very much not not the typical person that you would think would would come for coaching. You know, he's ex-military, he's in construction, you know, all of these things that you think. Very typically. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly, exactly. And he's one of those clients that are on fire and he wants to make a difference. And so he is just, my goodness, he is just making all kinds of changes that are positive. And the fact that we're able to debunk some myths that are out there, I think is just so important, not not only just for me, but for the coaching population in general, is to let people know what what goes on behind the coach's door. What happens? What gets said? You know, many people think that we consult and we tell people what to do and, and we don't. You know, there's another myth about being a cheerleader. And it's very funny on the interview on that part. I asked him about that myth. And he started laughing. He goes, no, it's not. A, it's not cheerleading. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, you're not my cheerleader. <laughs> you're not. Although I do provide encouragement, but it's that accountability. And so being able to hear that actually happen during the sessions, I think is going to be incredibly powerful. Powerful for those out there who, who maybe have not had a good experience coaching, who haven't gone down the road coaching, or even considered it as a development opportunity. So that's really so. If I understand correctly, you're playing snips snippets of the coaching and then interviewing him as well. Yes, that's yes. really powerful. That's yes. lots of fun. What's yes. the name of your podcast? Behind the Coach's Door. Ooh, mm. how neat! And yes. and that is supposed to air when. We're shooting for the last week of August. 
So just around the corner. That is so much fun. <laughs> and you know, there's there's a lot of I can attest and anybody who's listened to my very first podcast knows that that there's a lot of moving parts to kind of putting one together and getting it all just so. So I know that you must be just sort of on tender hooks this close to to launching behind the coach's door. Yeah. And that's going to be available on iTunes as well? It's going to be on iTunes as well. Absolutely. And of course, I'll have a link on my website, which is effectivefocusinc.com. So there'll be a link there as well. Well, good. And we'll for sure put a link on our resource page. Fabulous. So one of the things that I've had the, the honor to work with you, both as an instructor and as a mentor coach, and you've just, you are one of the most creative clients that I work with. And and you are somebody who goes out there and you think, uh, how can I get out there? How can I educate people? How can I truly bring value and be one of the you know, countries sought after coaches. That's sort of, you <laughs> <That's> know, <right. laughs> let's, let's be sought after. Let's bring value. Let's, yeah. let's have people want to work with us. Mm-hmm. So you've done several different things to market yourself. And if you're comfortable sharing oh. some of those things, and what are some of the things that you've liked that you've done? And maybe some things that you've thought, ah, oh, maybe <laughs> that didn't work as well. So you know, you're comfortable kind of wading into that yeah. marketing water. Okay. Yeah, I'll wait in there, you know, cause I will tell you that uh, marketing is, it's one of those things that I just don't do real well. So that's why I'm so creative. (laughs) (laughs) You are creative. So what are some of the different things you've done? Okay. So when I first started out, I will tell you that I went down the whole networking type of thing. You know, I was networking at every open networking event there was in the Metroplex and that wore me out. It wasn't focused enough and it didn't, it didn't help me really grow my tribe, if you will. I made some great friends that I still have, but um, as far as growing my business, it wasn't helping. So, so what I did is I did a, I, it was kind of a stage of event. So I did a really the wide open marketing or networking. And then I started going to conferences where I knew my ideal, ideal client would be as a participant. So I would go to conferences and, you know, I would have conversations with individuals that were in different sessions that I was interested in and that type of thing. And that, and that worked pretty well. Because um, you were it, targeting in on where is my ideal client likely to be? Exactly. Exactly. So let me ask another question regarding that. Yes. How did you get clear about who your ideal oh, client was? Man, it was a trial and error. <laughs> trial and error. And that's one of the things I will tell you that I resisted the most when I first started coaching. I was like, I don't want to narrow. I want to save the world. I hear that um, a lot. Yes. <laughs> But it does help if you do it. It does Because help. otherwise, how could you find your tribe and where they're hanging out? Exactly. Exactly. You cannot be all things to all people. So I narrowed it down by really taking a look and seeing who was attracted to me. Who was coming to me easiest? Mm-hmm. Who, did I, who did I not have to run after? <laughs> and you think about, you know, letting it flow. Well, just let it flow. And those people who you attract will come. And those people happen to be executive women who are climbing up the ladder of corporations. They're usually between 35 and about 50. You know, that's kind of a wide range there. But a lot of sponsors are also that female executive that are mm-hmm. that are sponsoring other female executives, right? So you have that age range there. People, individuals who are looking at, you know, they're great individual contributors 
contributors, but how do I lead and how do I influence? So that's really kind of where, where I found I your sweet spot. Yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, if I'm going to conferences for women and they're there to learn, they're open to development. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so that was part of that. So I, I went as an individual participant and then I grew that to where I said, okay, I want to be more focused Mm-hmm. Effectively. Once again, focus. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to use some effective focus. Yes. <laughs> and so then I started applying to be a speaker at conferences and then as a vendor. So, you know, I have a really big sign now that I can place behind my table and I have an official tablecloth and, you know, I feel very official. But so that way people know that I'm there. I have an opportunity to be more purposeful mm-hmm. um, about connecting with them. And so those are some of the things that's kind of, kind of my growth, you know, kind mm-hmm. of like the niche, you know, I went from the very wide marketing all the way down to being a speaker or a vendor at very specific select conferences. So what is it about that that seems to resonate with you? About the conferences? About attending conferences, Mm -hmm. speaking, and also being a vendor because it really takes a special set of skills to be successful in being the vendor. And so what are some of the things that you do or or decisions that you make about maybe how you're going to be when you're in a situation like that? You got to be on you got to be on. And yeah, that's the thing that I, and one of the reasons that I do that in-person marketing, if you will, is because coaching is such an intimate arrangement. Mm-hmm. You're with someone and they're opening up to you and they are just being so vulnerable. And it's hard sometimes to get that outside of a person touch. Mm-hmm. You know? So for them to see me speak and for them to hear me speak, lets them know a little bit more who, about who I am and about my style. Feel your um, energy. Feel mm-hmm. my energy. Yes. And then the vendor piece is that I can, I can sit there and talk with them and you know maybe do some on the spot coaching, give them some insights, get to know them, build a relationship. And that's what it is about. You know, and I think building relationships, that's where the sales happen. You know, and then you don't have to close the sale because, you know, I'm terrible at closing sales. But, <laughs> but when you have that relationship, you don't have to close the sale. The sale closes itself. Absolutely. So, so then you're making yourself available, you're bringing value, and you're allowing the process to just happen and yeah. for people to kind of self-select into your practice. Absolutely. Because, you know, not everybody gets me as a coach. Not everybody gets you as a coach. We have to be very choosy as the clients that we bring on. We have to select them and they have to select us. So I think that's really an important piece of the process. And I would think that it takes a level of bravado is not necessarily the word that I'm looking like, but courage to mm-hmm. put your table up, to, to stand behind it <laughs> and to, you know, a, a level of vulnerability, I guess, to say, yeah. I'm here and this is what I have to offer <laughs> and, to, and to trust that those people who need you or attract will come and engage. I just would think that I will acknowledge I've never been a vendor. That's just never been kind of the way that I've marketed. Uh-huh. So there's, there's a level of respect there. And there's a, a level of, you know, kind of curiosity of, you know, what's the level of vulnerability with that? And I think maybe our listeners might want to know that. Yeah. Well, so anytime you put yourself out there, you put yourself out there, right? But I really believe that you have to practice what you preach. And in coaching, we talk about taking risks and we talk about doing things that are outside our comfort zone to get in alignment with what we want. And, you know, when you're in alignment, 
life happens so much easier. So I know that if I put myself out there and I have a wonderful table of brochures and, and nice chocolates and mints, and if nobody comes by my table, I'm not going to die. <laughs> but I would have been there, right? And I haven't had that happen yet. Let's knock on wood somewhere. Yeah. But the, the fact that I'm there, I can smile at people and yeah. make eye contact. And it's not that they come by and I make a sale. It's that I come back and I want to know about you. Right. And I have that conversation. And, you know, and sometimes I get a sale pretty quickly. And then sometimes it's like six months later and they say, hey, remember me? And I saw I met you back at such and such. (laughs) Well, and that's so key. I that you're there to build relationships, you're there to connect. It's not about because if you're there to push a sale, you're not going to be as successful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it is at the end of the day, it's all about authentic relationships. And the more that we can build those, and really, I would just have to say in any business, Mm -hmm. I mean, you think about the businesses that you do business with right now, and it's probably the ones that have been around for years that you have a relationship with. So building those relationships, because we're all human and we need each other. Right. So you've done all of these different things to create some awareness for the for the public, for mm-hmm. clients, and for coaches. Obligated no more. Brand new book about getting out of our own way. A, a podcast, yeah. Behind the Coach's Door, coming up in the end of August, and really giving us a peek behind the coach's door. So what's interesting about that for our listeners is that that can also be a tool for, for you. Christine cannot coach everybody in the, in the world, right. even though I'm sure she's up for the challenge, <laughs> but it will also help you help explain to people what coaching is. So through your format, you're helping people better understand the value that coaching can bring and Absolutely. really what the, you know, that it's not a mysterious process per se. Exactly. And you're, you do all this great work through your business. Yes. Effective, Effective Focus. focus. Inc. <laughs> and I want to thank you for the vulnerability that you showed by being on the show and being willing to share what's worked for you, what hasn't worked for you, what the processes have been like, because we're all there at one time or another. We're all yeah. hopefully stretching our skill set and stretching our the way that we influence and bring value. And you're a wonderful example of that. So thanks for taking the time to come on the show today. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's an honor. Thank you so much. As coaches, we love to coach. That's what we do. Many times the marketing part and the business building part can be more of a challenge. And that's one of the many reasons why I want to thank Christine for joining the show today and sharing her different creative ways to market, writing a book, starting a podcast, being a vendor, speaking to sell, many different ways that she has showed up for her clients in a way that speaks to them. If you'd like to know more about Effective Focus, Inc., Obligated No More, the book, Behind the Coach's Door, the podcast, check out our resource page at starcoachshow.com. While you're on the site, look around. You're going to want to get more information about our upcoming membership site, which is going to be opening 
mid-September, and I'm so excited to share with you all the great stuff that's going to be on the membership site and ways to earn your continuing education and be connected with other coaches and see the crazy uncut videos that I do with our guests that, you know, I decided you should just see them raw. So lots of good stuff coming up, more than we can discuss right here. But I want you all to just know that if you need anything and you want to connect, feel free to use the contact page on starcoachshow.com. Send me an email at meg at starcoachshow.com and let me know what you think of the show. I hope that you have a fabulous week. This is your host, Meg Rentschler, wishing you the very best for your coaching success. We'll catch you next week.